All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. It's coming in hot, presented by Botano.ca. Gentlemen, this is the day after game ones in the playoffs where four fan bases are panicking and four think they're about to sweep the other team. Yep. That's that's, that's about how it goes. But but some pretty good pretty good hockey to watch last night though, I thought. Yeah, unless you're an good. Edmonton unless you're an Oilers fan, you're saying, What the hell? You dominated the game for what uh, almost the entire first two periods and then oops, nineteen seconds left. Overtime, not the start you wanted. Yeah. No. No, now you're well, now you're playing a road. Maybe Edmonton road was hoping series. for three on three. <laughs> hey, I thought we were playing three on three. Yeah, a little different come well playoff time. A little different. Uh, the the only thing I, I and I didn't mean to spend time on the playoffs was seeing uh, Joe Pavelski get hit, and I I'm yeah. hoping he's back. I just really like Joe, and I don't. Bobby, I don't know if you know him or not being on the West Coast, but oh yeah, um, yeah, that was a, I, and I don't think the hit was Nell. I don't think it was dirty. I actually haven't seen the hit. Um, I just woke up and saw the report on it this morning and was kind of, I mean, it's still only eight o'clock here. So I got some, you know, some info scrolling through on the bed, yeah. but um, I, I saw it. Did, did they rule him out immediately? Because there wasn't much on it. He's he was wobbly. I, I, so yeah, he needed help. He was concussed. Off the ice, so yeah. 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 I watched that's the a, hit. I watched the hit. Here. Yeah. I watched it in real time. Watched yes. the replay. It was the perfect storm, man. And you see it. Yeah, here it is right here. He just comes in. It, it's one of those hits, too. You're engaged with one player. You're coming down. You just don't expect it. Yeah. And, but the and, thing is, Bobby, is, is it dirty? Pavelski's own stick hits him in, it, in his yeah. head. Yeah. It comes up it and does, it yeah. hits him. 
So they originally yeah, I mean, called a five, ooh. and they rescinded it to a two. I think, yeah. I, yeah, a five would be very, very aggressive for me, but I do think it's a penalty. I think it's late, and it's a little high, and it might get a conversation today. But outside of that, I don't have a problem with that hit. He's not puck watching here either. He's just engaged with another player. So there's no fault on anybody. You can always say fault to the player that moved the puck, but yeah. it's just a hard yeah, hockey yeah. hit. The one thing you said, watch here, the puck's releasing one. It's to me, it's it's an interference. It's an interference penalty. That's what it is. It's an interference penalty that had a bad result yeah. to it. And this is what this is kind of with the NHL. You play 82 games of not not that physical compared to the playoffs and you start and but it's pretty crazy there's joe pavalski and he's 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 so aware all the time of everything that's going on the ice so a little bit odd that you see a guy like him getting caught but hey it's it's playoffs and uh totally different animal as, as you know bob and wally it's just uh, yeah. unfortunate it is yeah so hope the player is okay I, I i do remember watching last night going man I covered all the Ottawa series with, I think, except for the first one in their, their existence. I, and you miss that feeling of being in the building, that energy of watching playoff hockey live. I, I, it's really something special. And I hope maybe next year we can be talking about mm -hmm. that with the Ottawa Senators. And so we'll move on to our uh, Ottawa Senator chat, which begins with Pierre Dorian and his season-ending press conference. A uh, couple of notes before we get to DJ Smith. Uh Travis Hamannick, they've left the door open on a one-year deal. They've talked to Patrick Brown about coming back. Austin Watson, they asked for a one-year. He wants a two-year. He played with a broken foot and a bad knee, according to Pierre Dorian. Derek Broussard comes back on a PTO if he's interested. Uh, Nick Holden won't be back. Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot obviously not back. They said they offered him a one-year, and he wanted a two-year deal, and they were too far apart on the AAV. So, uh, no big surprises, I don't think, to any of those names being mentioned. Uh, exceeding expectations, Eric Brandstrom, Jake Sanderson, Travis Hamnick, and Shane Pinto. Um, so, Yorkie, you uh, listened yesterday intently. Uh, what did you draw from uh, Pierre Dorian? Um, <clears throat> well, number one, I, I, it's, it's, it's a very unique situation right now because you have, as we all know, new ownership coming in and they've come in they've toured the arena and it's very unique because in ottawa there's not really a president of hockey operations you've got a board you've you've got um you've who's kind of the general manager and I, I guess the default president right now because he doesn't really answer to anyone on top of him uh, as far as the hockey decision goes, so Ottawa, Ottawa is a different animal. It's 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 so. When these groups have all come in, they've had meetings with Pierre. Um, he's he's answered questions, and he's he's got an opportunity to kind of sell himself to the new ownership groups. And I and I thought this press conference, um, again, he's he's in that mode again of justifying his job position and moving forward. And I don't think he said anything that was incorrect. I think he said, I agreed with a ton of the things he said about all the players and mm -hmm. who did well and who didn't do well. Um, and I just, it's it's such a, we're all just in such a wait and hold pattern here of seeing what's going to happen. And the, 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 the one take I did get out of it, and a lot of people were talking about this, he didn't say anything negative about DJ. He didn't say anything 
um, that that wasn't true or not. But well, when asked about when asked about DJ, not that he was non-committal, he's usually a lot more glowing at the end of the season. So for me, again, he's he's saying something because he doesn't know what new ownership is going to want. So. I know why he's doing it. He doesn't really want to make a, a firm stance because maybe the new, you just don't want to do something that's going to jeopardize your job position. And so he's, he's saying probably the least amount of possible to make sure when the ownership comes in, he's on side with what everything they want to do. Well, Bobby, before you, here's a quote of what he did say. Now he kind of said the same thing at the press conference, but he went a little bit further uh, on TSN 1200 uh, shortly okay. after the press conference. Um, Alex, do you have the quote available? Here it is. DJ has a contract, which I find very short and to the point, which th that line just somehow seems to be an issue for me. Anyway, DJ has yeah. a contract. I really respect our players play hard for him. Do DJ and I see eye to eye on everything? No. But for the most part, he's done a really good job developing these players. So... Uh, that's the interesting part to me where he reiterated both yeah. times DJ has a contract, which says, yeah. well, I have to bring him back, but I'm not sure I want to. Yeah. Well, just to, just to finish my thought here before you go here, Bob, that's, that's, yeah. he's not, he's just saying, he's saying something that everybody knows and it, it is an endorsement of the coach, but again, it's just such a unique position that everybody's in right now. So I'm sure there's anxiety, there's nerves, and and for all parties concerned. But it's it's um, again, I I just hope this gets done sooner or later because I think this upcoming draft is so important of of, of future plays of of where this team's going to be in a couple of years. From a trade standpoint, because they got no draft picks, right? Yeah, um, well, exactly. But but. You know what's more important to me than, I guess, what Pierre has to say? Obviously, Pierre is the guy that calls the shots and makes a decision on the coach. Um, and I thought – I actually agreed with a ton that Pierre said yesterday when it came to evaluating players and the decisions that he made, who to bring back, who to let go, who to walk, whatever it might be. Um, so I I actually liked a lot of his press conference, and I, I actually missed the last few minutes. It didn't come through. But um, that being said, to me – when Brady comes out and says it, Tim Stutzler comes out and says it, they love playing for this guy. But I, I don't think that much Absolutely. can be missed. Because ultimately, if your top players are coming out and saying, we support our coach, we want our coach, and we want our coach back for next year, that that speaks volumes when it goes across the dressing room to Pierre mm -hmm. or across the hallway to Pierre. So whether or not Pierre wants to move on from DJ because they don't see eye to eye, if you got if you got a lot of your top guys wanting to – DJ back that changes the game on a GM's decision I think doesn't it yeah yeah it does and Wally one more thing here I know if, if you listen to Twitter and all the white noise and everything there, there's been a lot of negativity about about DJ but I will say this uh, to play devil's advocate and what Bob just kind of touched on a little bit you got to be very careful moving forward because you look at how the year Stutzla's had the year Giroux had the year Kachuk had yeah um the year sanderson had he got a lot out of those players so uh, he, the the main i say this all the time the main job of your head coach is to motivate and to get the best out of your players so 
if you you could argue on one side, did he get the best out of Brady Kachuk? Did he get the best out of Tim Stutzla? Did he get the the best out of Giroux? Out of the main core pieces of this team, you got to say the answer is yes, right? I think well, Claude so. Giroux has a career high in goals, and he's thirty five years like, old. Um, yeah, so. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I I see your point to that, but I'm going to ask you guys as players here. If you have it, and I understand they love DJ, that's great. But if you have a chance to maybe go and get a coach who's a proven winner in the National Hockey League, and I, I can't off the top of my head, Peter Laviolette comes to mind, but there are other coaches out there right now. There's seems to be everybody getting fired who didn't make the playoffs or whatever. Uh, Claude Julian's still out there. There's coaches out there. If you have a chance to bring that guy in who you think can get you over the hump, can you not look past the man? I love playing for DJ Smith. I guess you can, but you, I don't know. Familiarity is such a big thing in the NHL, and the, and guys are not open to change, really. You, I mean, you know, Yorkie, when you're yep. in the room and you got your group and your core players, and you have, like, to me, the only thing that needs to change or might be shaken up is is the assistance. But the power play and the penalty kill were good this year, so it's like, what do you, what do you change there? Um, I just, I just don't see any reason. You, you've had DJ now, well, how many years? five four six four sorry um so for three years you've asked them to develop players and then you ask them this year to take a major step but the team's decimated by injuries that's a big part of it right you ask them to develop you ask them not to worry about wins and losses and then they get a chance to make that next step but you lose josh norris your goaltending suspect granted the start might be a little more on dj than than we make it out to be at times but at the same time you, he has not had a chance to coach what he's been building in its entirety. Not not for more than what a couple of games. Um, so I, you know, just for me, I'm like, you got to let him see it through. And if it doesn't go well, then you then you move on after the contract's up. But I just don't see any reason why you don't bring him back. That's, but you know, that's a player that knows the guys in the room and actually played for DJ, and he's he's he is a hell of a motivator. Well, that that is the job of the head coach in today's NHL to motivate your players and everybody there's always this discussion on systems and tactics and <laughs> most teams play pretty similar systems hockey is not rocket science there's no there's no secret system that a coach out there is like okay here you go i've got this magic system that i'm going to put in place here and all of a sudden everyone's going to start making better decisions on the ice because that's what it basically yeah. comes down to what hockey comes down to is split-second decisions the players make when they're presented with two different options on the ice. And, hey, young players don't make the best decisions because you need experience in the league. And that's just something that has nothing to do with systems and tactics and everybody. That it's, it's, they're crutch words that people love to use. Uh, structure is another one. I, I would love to sit down with people and and get everyone's <laughs> idea on what they on what they on what is the definition of structure it'd be hilarious How, because it's amazing because everybody would have everybody would have a different answer it's 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 a and, word and, that, that, that everyone likes to say and they'd all be all over the place and the best isn't it great when you sit down in a in a video meeting you know a pre-scout and you go here's their here's their four check okay it's a one two two we played that last night okay here's what they do in the control breakout oh they have a guy swing in the corner they have a guy swing high on one stretch <laughs> like everything is generally the same there might be this tiny wrinkle that you go to but 
across the board unless you have guys oh. like Connor McDavid. You don't have to worry about running guns. Every team is structured, and it's structured yeah, the yeah. same way. You just and the have dump to the, make better decisions inside the structure. And this team loves to – this is a dump and chase, dump and chase. Every player in the NHL, and it starts from junior, you are taught not to turn the puck over at the blue line. So when you have a meeting yeah. and the coaches are going over things, they're saying, okay, we want to try and control the zone, get an entry. But if you can't, make a good decision at the blue line via a soft chip, put it to space. Yeah. And it's people think it's dumping the puck in. It's not. It's putting the puck into a, a spot on the ice where it's going to give you a greater chance of having success. It's just, it's ridiculous when you get people talking. But back to yeah. DJ for a minute, it's... I, I, I kind of agree with Bob here. Like I, To where the Senators finished this season with what they had, it's amazing because you basically were running a rookie in your number two spot, Tim Stutzel on your first spot. And let's not forget, a generational player, and I have no, I have no qualms about using that word about describing Tim Stutzel. We saw him develop this season. And again, to play devil's advocate, he developed under DJ Smith's watch, right? Like that's yeah. You gotta you gotta give the coaching staff some credit. The yes, it's the player has some has the talent to do that, but he had one of the greatest years a young player has had this season. So um, that didn't happen by accident. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to get back to structure. Our show is structured as well until you guys start talking. <laughs> no, it's then, not. Uh, <laughs> it's all over the place. Uh, I, was a question about by... DJ Smith. <laughs> it's structured by Renfrew Pro Tape. Is, um, there you go. <laughs> if, uh, can you guys still play? We always talk about tuning out a coach and we look for signs. I don't know that anybody can ever watch a game and go, oh, they're not playing for the coach. But as you guys as players, you've gone through coaches. If you don't want to play for that particular coach or you're tired of his message or whatever, I don't know if you guys have even had that system, but uh, can you still play hard for him? And my point is players can, this team is known as playing hard every night, every, for the most part, every shift. Yeah. Is that a sign of they still want to play for the coach or does it matter? Or is this just a group that plays hard night in, night out for each other? You get my point? I get your point. And I think there's, there's a certain level of being able to, I, and I don't like the term tune out your coach, but there are nights when you have to, um, there are nights when a coach is just, you know, he comes in and he, and he's just, he's not off. He's not on, he's somewhere in the middle. He's non-committal, whatever. You have to find other ways. And I think that this group and especially the core guys, and then you factor in a Drew who came in, they play hard for each other and there's a source of personal pride yeah. and it's led by Brady. You can't take a night off under Brady. Right? He doesn't take nights off. So when your mm -hmm. captain's leading the charge every single night, there's a personal pride there. And I don't think the coaching staff matters all the time when you have a guy that will personally drag you into every fight like Brady does. Um, yeah. But I've never been part of an organization or a team that quit on the coach. And I've been through a few in, in Ottawa there for <laughs> a few years. I was on the, I was on that carousel. Not once did we ever talk about our coach sucks and we're not and we're going to quit on him. That like it just I I think people gravitate towards that when a team starts to falter and they get down on themselves and they don't look like the same team as they did maybe five games ago. And that is ne it's never the case of going against the coach. I don't I've never experienced it. I don't know if you have Yorkie. Well, I'll tell you a couple of funny stories uh, and and one 
ones of, I don't know if you guys heard the old Scotty Bowman stories. Back when Pittsburgh was winning cups, <clears throat> Barry Smith basically ran all their practices because the guys had had enough of Scotty Bowman. They wouldn't, the, the, the players, Mario and the players got together and it was like, nope, you're not coming on the ice anymore. And Scotty, great bench manager, uh, but he didn't go on the ice for practices. They were run by Barry Smith. Uh, crazy. Wow. Like it's, it's, and to Bobby's point, when you got a group, obviously with Mario Lemieux there and the players they had, they had a veteran team. It's, it's the players when they're inside that room together and there's no coaches in there that, that, that decide the fate yeah. of your team. It, it really does. And I'll, and I'll say another yeah. story about Barry, Tr Barry Trotz, who is one of the, arguably one of the best coaches of our time here. When I had Barry in Nashville, we would get together as a group. I think I told this story before. When things weren't going well, we would say, boys, we better start winning because if we don't, Barry's going to get fired. And we had so much respect for Barry that we didn't want to let him down because we knew he had our backs. And that had zero to do with systems, zero to do with structure. It all had to do with a will to win, a will to compete, and knowing the coach is in the battle with you. That's something that I think is yeah. probably one of the most important things about today's National Hockey League coach. You need to know that coach has your back and is in it with you. Once you get once the players know the player is not doesn't care about them as a person and his his um what he wants is more important, then the coach is done. Then the players, they won't quit on him but they're not going to respect him and it's going to be a lot easier for them to go against what he's trying. All of a sudden you're going to see teams not making screw him. I'm going to get my points. I'm going to, I'm going to extend my shift and all the little habits will creep into games. So it's, it's uh, like I said, yeah. structure, all this stuff. It is so overrated. It's all about, will this group play for the coach? 2 you got anything well I think, actually I think I i'll do. tell you i was just reading i was reading ian mendez's article in the athletic and and the headline today is uh it's time for pierre dorian to declare the senators a playoff team or step aside uh which was i was trying to get into my next question of uh he's been at the helm for six years no playoffs uh dj's been at the helm for four years no playoffs if you're playing on this team uh, and Bobby, you might be jaded because you played for both Pierre and for DJ, if you will, is do you bring them both back? You bring one back. And if you only bring one back, who is it? Well, I think you bring them both back um, as of now. And then, I, but, but that is a very valid point by Ian. You, you bring them back under the guidelines that, hey, enough. This is, the, we are making the playoffs. We are a contending team. And we're not that we're going on a run, but we are making the playoffs. It's been six years of building. It's been it, actually it was three years of building. Now it's three years of 
developing and now it's time mm. you have thomas shabbat's what 27 give or take now getting there um we're we're missing windows on guys that that we've been waiting for um to lead us there and you have all you have a great young core you have some solid veterans we got to shore up the goaltending but we are a playoff team so i i think you and if i'm bringing one back i'm bringing dj back because i think that he's been hands-on with these guys and seeing them day to day every single day and develop them very very well i mean you look at what you know drake batherson's turned into you look at brady and tim and chabby to a degree um he's he's been part of watching those guys at their worst and now i think it's time for him to, to make the step to see them at, at their best that's that's just me but i still bring them both back to start the season for sure yeah no my 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 first order of business would be i'm, I'm hiring I'm hiring a president of hockey operations to oversee the hockey department. I, I think that's yeah. that's one thing this this organization needs. Um, we all know in the in the past this team hasn't spent a lot of money, and that's a position. Well, you go back to when Brian Murray was here. Brian Murray was basically the president of hockey ops, and he was a general manager. Um, now, if you look at the chain, like I just, it's 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 healthy for organizations to have to inner debates of what you want to do, and then then that the ultimate decision comes with that person and, and i think that will be done once the team is bought whoever the new owner is they're going to bring somebody right. in to fill that void and and everything will run through that person and, and and that's how teams work ottawa just ottawa's been an outlier they just they haven't done things like yeah. that um for a variety of well, different reasons but if, if you ahead. remember yorkie uh the league tried they tried to hire a president of hockey ops and couldn't get one yeah, there were lots of people that were asked, and they turned it down. Nobody wanted. Of nobody wanted to do it. Was, yeah. was being run. Yeah, and that and that's the great. That's that's the the nice thing about the organization right now. Ottawa's with the buzz and and with the new ownership coming yeah. in now. It's now becoming a place. And with the current roster, I think if you polled hockey executives around the NHL, a lot of them would agree that Ottawa probably has the best young talented base to move forward and to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender in the near future. So I, I would think it's yeah. a very attractive place now with everything that's going on. So I think that position gets filled. And do, do I bring both of them back? Um, I, I don't see the harm of it, I, I think, to start the season. But again, it would it would depend on on who's available, what you want to do. And to be quite honest with you, I, with what's in place right now with the Ottawa Senators, the team's going to start and it's going to be business as usual on the ice. And there's not really a lot to do besides figuring out what you want to do with Alex to bring it uh, oh, with the goaltending position. That's that, that that's that, that's a big one there for the offseason. So uh, those are two pretty big moves. So I, I, I would get that done sooner than later. And uh, I, I kind of side with Bob on this one as well. There's a interesting comment uh yesterday where the the media was trying to get pierre to admit that next year needs to be a playoff year and he refused and he said i've never spoken about the playoffs if you can find those quotes yeah. we'll have a chat I, I think it was to ian mendez well listen if you read was, ian's yeah. article which is fantastic today next year we need to start contending for the playoffs two years from now we need to be a playoff team three years from now we need to be a team that contends in the playoffs uh and those are words from the general manager it has to be like that dorian said maybe i'm too positive maybe i'm too blunt but i feel really strongly about those statements those statements were made 
April 9th, 2019, four years ago. <laughs> four. So yesterday he wanted to say we need to take the team to the next level. Well, there is no next level unless it's the playoffs. I just I, I wish he would just get on board uh, and stop pretending the fans don't have any idea what we're talking about. And that's the one issue I have with Pierre. He just he wants to play coy and then he says, oh, we signed all these players a few years ago to protect Timmy, but you guys didn't understand it at the time when they brought in Good Branson and Braden Coburn. Okay, tell us that then. That's all I want. Just be open and honest and upfront. So fair. that's not Very quite fair. always the case. Um, by the way, uh, before we switch, uh, it's and Bobby, you already brought it up. You're excited about the ad reads. So uh, let's get right to our sponsors, <laughs> shall we? Uh, but, but Bobby, you get BEI today because Yorkie's had it for the last few. So I just want, okay. I want to give Yorkie a chance to redeem himself because he hasn't yeah. been very good lately. Um, what are you talking? This Yesterday game is, uh, was, this game. was was spot on. Well, Come on, I got an eight out of, eight out of yeah, ten. Yeah, you know, you know what? You were in playoff form yesterday. Um, I was. This show is always proudly presented by Botano. Go to botano.ca, download the app. They are the EGR Gaming Company of the Year. Uh, get in on all the action online sportsbook and casino live betting bet builder. Hundreds of options per game, um, including all kinds of uh, special bets throughout uh, the, the games and all the NHL games, of course. Uh, that's Botano. Go to botano.ca, where the game starts now. I'm BEI. Okay. Uh, this show and Ottawa <laughs> Valley, as always, structured by BEI, Bonisher Excavating. Heavy civil general co uh, contractors. <laughs> Always hiring for equipment rentals, aggregate and topsoil sales. Wait a second, we're off. Where's the Where's the hiring board? We changed the board. All right, you guys can't do that. You can still say you're hiring. All right, well they're hiring. You know, throw in a resume. Um, but when planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. You can find them at BonisherExcavating.com or give them a shout at 613-432-1120. As always, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. You get free ice on Fridays and <laughs> BEI. You guys really threw me there. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love BEI. Uh, that was a four. Yeah, yeah I, I'm no, that was okay a four. That. I'll That's take okay. it. It was tough. <laughs> threw a little curveball. <laughs> And thanks to Renfrew Pro Tape for holding our show together. The original hockey tape. It's hand terrible. Uh, RenfrewPro.com. Uh, don't forget about Free Tape Fridays. And if you uh, if you sign up, you're going to get a 10% discount, I believe, online. Don't forget about Instagram. Give them a follow. Uh, tag your teammates. Unlimited entries. And you can share your story on Instagram. Follow at Renfrew Pro. Feel the game. Okay. Wow, we got through those. There we go. Be a little rough this morning. Uh, early, early this morning. <laughs> Late. I'm great live at two. Uh, well, live at two is my gig. Uh, well, I wanted like, you didn't want to go live. Okay, let's move on. Um, Wait a second. There's a lot I, of I got questions. A bone to yeah. You never got back to us in the group chat. I said 8 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, and Yorkie got back to us and said, works for me, and I'd never heard from Wally, so I, I ran with it. Oh, well, as soon as Yorkie says it, I just let it go. He's the, <laughs> okay. he's the guy that, whenever he speaks, that's what happens. Um, and, I, and I'm, the, and I'm well, the guy on no schedule. I can do anytime. 
Yeah. So well, we got to rip okay. this off pretty quick. I got nine holes coming up. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Fair enough. Let's go to uh, quickly, uh, Alex, throw up the roster. Um, we are going to avoid uh, talking about anything except the goaltending today, I want to say. Um, yeah. Little arts and crafts for you is uh, there are six basically uh, RFAs next year for those who uh, aren't aware. That's Debrinket, Gambrell, Pinto, Goche, Bernard Docker, Brenstrom. I expect them all to be back. The issue, as you brought up, Yorkie, is in goal, where they're not sure who's going to be behind Anton Forsberg. Uh, is it going to be Matt Sogard, or are they going to have to find somebody? I think they got to find somebody. I'm just not sure someone's out there if they can't do it unless it's a trade. Before you get um, into this, um, how much cap space yeah. does that leave this team? This roster on the ice, how much cap space would that give them? Well, they're going to be a cap team. Uh, right now, I think they have... $14 million left to sign uh, Debrinket and Pinto, Gambrell, Goche, Bernard Docker, and Brandstrom. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that may play a part in Mad Sogard, who's only at, I think, nine something um, to yeah. be in uh, to be in the lineup. Like Bernard Docker, Brandstrom, Goche, Gambrell are all relatively inexpensive. Although Brandstrom is going to require. I think a couple million dollars to get him signed, but maybe I'm wrong. And you're going to have some money next um, next season. Sanderson's up, correct? So you're going to have to give a yeah. whopping contract to Sanderson next summer that I think you got to be cognitive and, well, of because that's, that's not yeah. going to be cheap. Yeah. And they talked about, well, Pierre did hint, we need to get somebody signed this summer. And I would sound yeah. like that's going to be, they're going to try and get Sanderson done. Yeah. That, and that's that's priority number one. That is, to me, priority number one. Get him locked in as soon as possible because his price ain't coming down. Yeah, as I'm knocking on his door every day right now. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Sign this, please. <laughs> before, you, before, you have a, before you have another bomb of a season. <laughs> uh, so at the, the goaltending one is they need better goaltending where – Again, uh, Pierre said yes at the beginning of last season. We need to be at nine sixteen save percentage. Well, it's, that would put you at the top two in the league. They finished the league at nine. Tw uh, they finished the league twentieth in save percentage uh, at eight ninety five. I think it was. They need to find goaltending to get them through this because if there's no goaltending, everybody's talking about why this team struggles. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. No, I agree. I didn't realize Talbot was 17-4-2. I, I thought it was – I didn't think it was that good. Um, that might be but a I typo. Agree. That's a typo. I think it's 17 uh, that's, 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 that's a typo. Okay. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> so, um, what the hell? I, was like, I didn't see him. Was he on the Vezina board? Um, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, 14. No. Okay, so you got to find the guy to play – to me, you got to go – but if you have $14 million in cap space and you're committing nine right out of the gate to – the brink at which it's like they're gonna do um i mean i don't think you have a choice you need to have a goalie in the one the one five range and so guard or um yeah so guard fits that bill so and he's and he's proven that he can play it and i think he'd be a very like i think he's he's a very respectable backup don't you think um i do you know at, at least in my mind so i think they're gonna i think they're gonna go into the season with this tandem and and hope for the best um, and it's not a 1A, 1B situation. You commit to Forsberg, provided he plays well, and then let Sogard come in on back-to-backs and nights where the team um, 
should win, I guess. You know, you look at those games against Columbus. Or I'm just you picking a team. I hope Columbus fans aren't listening. But you're looking at a Columbus, and you're thinking, here's a night to give our guys some rest, and you throw in Sogard. And I think he can be a very respectable backup, especially at 925. The goal. Uh, the, the, sorry, the goal, I will, the, one sec. You got, cap friendly uh, has him at they have 16 million in projected cap space at the moment. So, yeah. Um, but that you still I have mean, to put in a nine million dollar term. Yeah, for Alex to bring it. Just to mm-hmm. me, if you're looking at this and you're thinking there's there's the money to bring cat and you got <clears throat> excuse me and you have what you have left over and Pinto, Gambrell, and Goche and you know the other, these other guys eat up a little bit. What do you have left? One five to two. Do you, are you really getting an upgrade to spend the extra million on a guy that you're already? I mean, you're already pegging as a backup because you have your starter, your your one A. Do you bring in a guy for two million dollars that might get you a, a little bit more than Sogard can give? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I don't think I would do it. I, w- I think I would ride it out and see how they start, and then you can address it as it goes. The 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 goaltending position in the NHL it's not like it used to be. And everybody thinks you got to have this proven guy. Well, just look what Minnesota's doing this year. We just watched Gustafson last night go two two double overtimes yeah. and win a game. Like nobody, you just don't know with goaltenders until you see them go. And and there's example. And and everybody thought New Jersey was going to be a mess this year. And they 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 went into the scrap heap this summer. And you got Vanacek out there. Toronto's starting the playoffs. Um, with not really a legitimate number one, I, I think we're going to get a clearer picture as the playoffs go. And, th- and this is the luxury Ottawa has. They can watch and see how the playoffs play out with a lot of goaltenders that really aren't household names or legitimate starters. Look, look at look at Ger- Ger- Georgiev or whatever you want to call him. Is it Gergiev or Georgiev? Look at him in Colorado. <laughs> Georgiev. It's just, it's not Georgiev. like the old days when you had Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh. It's the it's the goaltending position has really changed. Look at Ant, another one. Anti Ranta was a backup yeah. in Arizona, and man, I, I I'd like to have him as my starter. Lyon. So <laughs> Alex Lyon. So I I just don't think that guy exists. Like I've heard Gibson's name thrown around, but he hasn't been great the last couple of years. So. I like yeah. how Sogard played and battled late in that season. I wouldn't mind seeing how he starts off the season. And I think Forsberg's a really good goaltender. He was starting. I th- I thought he was really starting to to um, to string some good games together before he got hurt yeah. and uh, with with the, with the yeah. double leg injury. So it's different now. And I and I the the one thing I would spend a little money on on those bottom two lines. I think you need yeah. a yeah. good player to spend some money to go on that third line if i if i'm gonna save a little bit of money i'm gonna put somebody that can play with pinto on that third line i i don't think they yeah like i know riley Greggs punched in there to me yeah he's gonna be a good player i don't know if he's a full-time nhler yet he's he looks like he still needs a lot of things to work on you look at joseph potentially joseph's a guy i'd maybe move out and try and upgrade at that position. Um, And that's the thing. And that's the danger. If you go and pay $9 million to Dabrinkit, what's that leave you for your third line? What's that leave you if... I wouldn't mind seeing another defenseman come in. Another really good defenseman that you can plug in and you know know what you're going to get from this guy. So it's... You've already got a lot of money committed to Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux, Norris, Batherson's on a great contract. 
Pinto, you're going to have to re-up eventually. So, man, it's it's if you want to be a team that's going to make some noise in the playoffs and not just qualify for the playoffs, but to make some noise in a couple years, you got to be careful about committing a huge dollar amount to Debrinket. Yep. They need a veteran on that fourth line or in that bottom six. I'd like them to see it at a veteran player presence. Well, Wally, watch, 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 watch the playoffs. Every single year in the playoffs, it's the third line. It's the third line yeah, yeah. that is so important in the playoffs. You got to have a presence on your third line if you're going to be a legitimate team in the playoffs. And, and that's something that maybe they develop it in-house. Maybe one of their young guys grows into one of those roles. But, right. man, you just you, you keep seeing it every year in the playoffs. It's teams that spend money and have some experience on the third line win. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, I agree. Uh, so we'll wait and see what happens in the uh, off season to come here and what happens with ownership and all that stuff. Um, before we go, just want to take a look at our playoff board. Uh, and if you want to make any changes going into tonight's game, I will allow this uh, with the four remaining teams or games that still get underway here. So these are the picks. Oh, I left out Bobby's Dallas pick. I don't know what happened there, but you had uh, – you have the stars in seven. seven um, yeah. Is there any changes that you guys want to make to tonight's games? Well, I'd like to change my pick to Carolina now instead of the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we'll keep it as that. I'd like to change uh, my, my Dallas pick if Pavelski is going to be out for a period of time. But outside of that, I think I'm pretty content with You know what? There is one change I'm going to make. I'm taking Winnipeg in seven. Oh, okay. I teetered on this one a lot. I'm taking Winnipeg in seven. A lot of people think they have better forward group uh, that can Um, get it done. And they also have Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, I think they're gonna. They're, I'm gonna take them in seven. I I was really I really kind of teetotaled on this one for a while. So that's my that's my change, but that's it. Okay. Okay. So hold on, Bobby. You're, you're, you're switching. You're, you're you're switching to Winnipeg, Bobby. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg yeah. over Vegas in seven. Wow, man. Yeah. Hope that's not true. I'm like stacked with Vegas players in my hockey pools. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Mark Mark Stone coming back like arrested Mark. Well, you know Stone. what? With my betting odds this year, you got a good chance because I'm switching. You just won the series. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keeping. Uh, I, I'm keeping status quo with what I got. Um, might be tough for Edmonton. I don't see Edmonton winning four in a row. I think that's going to go a little longer now. But no, I'll, I'll stay as is. All right. Uh, we'll see what happens when you guys join us again on Thursday uh, for a little more chat. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit more and be more about player moves and who we should put on the third and fourth lines. Uh, Bobby, enjoy your golf game. Uh, Yorkie, I'll see you at the chiropractor. See you later, guys. <laughs> see you, fellas. <laughs> see you guys. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.